Welcome. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to the Microphones of Madness. It is Saturday night. We are playing Gangbusters BX Edition X. BX. Um, um, apparently, according to Facebook, you can uh, use um, old school D&D monsters in this edition. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, that's what we're playing. Rodney, take it away. It is your your game. I uh, I suppose you could use old school D and D monsters. According to Mark Hunt, the author of this particular version of this particular game, you can use D and D monsters while you're playing. Uh, yeah, but okay. So you guys are in an alley and. Uh, there's an adult red dragon sitting before you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that not from the X? Yeah, I think it has to be the BX uh, version of the monsters. Okay. There's so, a basic expert. So I don't know if they went full on adult red dragon in that. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously they had dragons because that was the <clears throat> name of the damn game, but. I don't remember if they. They uh, were that detailed right. way back a long time ago. Right, right. But they might have been. Complicated but, basements and maybe maybe a wyvern or two. Hey, I, speaking of like strange red adult red dragons in alleys, I think I was being accosted by one. Uh, kind of, sort of. Um, yeah, when last we left off, uh, Doc, Brian is not with us tonight, so Doc is definitely in recovery after splitting open his stitches, drinking a vial of Ipecac in order to distract Boss Cardone's courier weasel, uh, to which then Jimmy X, the Nose X weasel. stole the uh, money that he was transporting. And it's not the nose, it's Lenaz. I do not have to, don't make me come over there and beat the name out of you. <laughs> uh, which led to a rooftop shootout, and Jimmy killed the weasel. Uh, Whistler rescued Doc, mate, got him out of the hospital, close call with Detectives Hauser and O'Brien. Mm. and uh, got him set up to recuperate. And then uh, after stealing Hauser and O'Brien's car, parked it over in the Southside Warehouse run by Boss Cardone. We now join Jimmy in an alley where he is being confronted by a masked and caped figure. Is this mast and cape figure like a public knowledge thing? Has he made the papers or anything, or is this the first I've heard of it? Um, he is kind of an urban legend of sorts. The underworld knows about him, but there's no. If, if there really was a blackjack, we'd find him and arrest him. Ah, gotcha. Uh, hold on one second. Sorry, keep on going. Oh, 
I thought you were actually leaving the room. Yeah. I was. <laughs> My dice were in the other room. Ah. From earlier today. All right. So the figure looks at you and says, "What do you know about the Lucky Gang?" I don't know nothing about no Lucky Gang. Go peddle your papers elsewhere, you freak. He cracks his knuckles. I'm going to give you one more chance. You get to walk out of here. All I want to know is about the Lucky Gang. They're making a lot of bold moves. Just earlier this afternoon, they killed Boss Cardone's guy, the Weasel. Well, from what I hear about that, Mook. And here you go, buying a gun. Better off. Yeah, but it, uh, you visited Psy. I'm sure you bought a gun. Are you worried? You think they might come after you? Everyone needs protection in this town, especially from freaks like you. I got nothing to say to you. Now, unless you show me a badge and want to take me downtown, then then I'll talk. Maybe if I get a lawyer. But as you have none, I think I'll just walk. You don't get a lawyer, scum. And he tries to grab at you. I shoot him. <laughs> Wisdom three. <laughs> Wisdom three. All right, hold on. Let's see if he actually grabs you. What's your AC again? Uh, my AC is, I think it's shit. Oh, there it is. Five. Five. Okay. Uh, yeah, he definitely gets a hand on you. Okay, I'm going to shoot him. Alright, go ahead and roll. What's his AC? Zero. Jesus Christ. I rolled a 16. Okay. Bang! The bullet goes right over his head. And uh, he's going he's gonna to shove you down to the ground here. And Andy does, so you're going to take a point of damage from hitting the ground. Oof. That was a mistake. You're not a very wise person, are you, Jimmy? So how, how, how am I looking? Because I'll just point this directly in his face and, and pop one, another one off. I don't fucking care. Um, okay, so you hit the ground, and he says about that being a mistake and stuff like that. You wheel around and try to pop one in his face, and he's gone. I stand up, dust myself off. That's what I thought, punk. You are now free to go. I'm going to take the long way home. Okay. (laughs) 
you take the long way home. Uh, every once in a while, it feels like you're being watched, but you know it could be just paranoia. But you know, just being paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. That's true. Uh, Whistler, what's what's going on with you after you dump the car? Um, I'll just go back and check and make sure Doc's okay first. Doc's okay. He's uh, he's sleeping the sleep of the content and severely injured. Okay. Um, <laughs> is it that same guy working the, the counter at the hotel? Yeah, that guy never leaves. He's like an old guy. Okay. Like hey, boy, I got my cheese whiz. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right. Well, I'll let him know that my friend is sleeping, and you know, just keep an eye on the door if he could. I'll be back in a minute. How often does the train go by? So often that you never, that you won't notice it. <laughs> so I just like that scene in the Blues Brothers is what I'm picturing. That hotel. Yeah, yeah that's pretty <laughs> much it. Um, that's that's and, what I was thinking when 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 y'all got set up over there. And then after that, I think I'm going to go to the diner that we all go to. Okay. You guys go to the diner. I'll, I'll end up there as well. Okay. I know that's where we would probably end up meeting up, so. All right. You get to the diner. Whistler's already in the booth. Okay. Uh, you sipping on, a, sipping on a piping hot cup of joe. Man, I can use one of those. Maybe with a little Irish in it. <laughs> I'll, uh... I think I'll order something to eat, too, for my character. Okay. I don't think he's, I don't think he's eating all day. Probably not. Hey, Whistler, you ever hear of, like, some mook running around in, like, uh, in bondage gear? <laughs> no? What do you mean bondage gear? What are you talking I mean, about? This guy was dressed in leather. Tons of leather. Complete with, like, fucking mask. He looked like he was ready to tie up some chick and, and, and ask her to beg for mercy. Or vice versa. Did he give you a name or anything? No, he, he gave me this, and I show show him the, uh, the jack of spades. Does that ring any bell for my character? Um, not for yours, but it rings a bell for Flo as she drops the carafe on the floor when you pull it out. Dun, dun, dun. I'll get that on one knee and start picking up the broken carafe for Flo. She, she's a little shaken. She's like, where did you get that? Like I was, like I was telling Wits over here. I got it from some... Freaking leather freak. That's no leather freak. I don't know. He might have been a little hard when he was manhandling me. Oh, maybe. My ex-husband, Charles, uh, he, he had an encounter with a guy just like that. Came right into the damn house and roughed him up. No way. Yeah. What's this town coming to when just anyone can break in anywhere 
<laughs> what's it? What's this town coming to where people can't commit honest crime? Yeah, he was running numbers for for Cardone back in the days and uh, back in the early days. And this guy just kind of shows up one night, all in black, real, uh, real gruff, deep, gravelly voice kind of thing. Just starts roughing Charles up. What'd you do? Well, I tried to call the cops, but we didn't have a phone at the time. So I got outside and went to my neighbor Mabel's. And uh, she didn't have a phone either at the time. And I just kind of hid out there. Uh, went back home the next morning and... Uh, Charlie's gone, the guy's gone, there's a broken window in one of those cards. Now that is something. Charlie's doing a dime up in uh up in random prison name now, isn't he? God damn it, I couldn't think of a cool prison name off the top of my head. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh He's, he's, uh, he's doing a couple, he's doing a dime up at the slab. Yeah, well, next time you go over there, tell him I said, hey. Oh, we don't talk much anymore. We got a divorce right after that. I mutter under my breath, probably because you left him in the lurch. Ah, well. He was so an asshole anyway. Yeah, so what did what he do to attract the attention of this mook? I don't know. He was running numbers for Cardone. You know, it was it was before the truce. So there you know, there was a lot of stuff. There was a big war between Moroni and Cardone but in those days. You know, Schultz and Kilroy were just like they were raking in cash, selling both sides guns, financing different things, all sorts of stuff. It's kind of crazy. But, you know, that was the life. Yeah, I don't think it's changed much. Truce or no truce. Nah, everybody's just trying to make some money now. Except for that lucky gang. Have you heard about that guy? Hey, that's that's what uh that's what this mook was asking about. Yeah, you don't read the papers, Jimmy? When I can get a hold of one, I do. She walks what lucky over. What do you now? She walks over to the the counter. Uh there's a there's a guy there in a, a rumpled business suit reading the paper. She just yanks the paper out of his hands and hands it to you. He's like, hey, I was reading that. Now you can read your fucking Popeye later. I immediately read Popeye. It's very funny. Uh, that Pluto. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, clowning. Yeah. The Phantom's really good today, too.
So, uh, what what is the headline of the paper? Uh, the headlines are talking about uh, they're they're talking about the uh, Dead Man's Hand massacre. Of course, you guys, you know that has been like capturing the imagination of the public and the supposed lucky gang. Uh, you're going in and and just killing these guys for seemingly no reason. Ugh, um, cold blood. Yeah, that's some hardcore gangster shit. Ruthless. Yeah, it's almost like they used to do back in the day. Hmm. But you know, I mean, the guys were like, they worked at Cardone's meat packing plant. They weren't gangsters. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wonder what they wanted. Did they take anything? Uh, according to the paper, they took the tra- the the cash, uh, a couple of guns, and just left the guys dead. They even they even tried to whack Cardone's kid. What? Yeah, he was coming in for the poker game. They just met him out in the street. What was Cardone's kid playing poker with a bunch of meat packers? <laughs> ah, you know, he, he likes to hang out with people below his station. He slums it a lot. That's one of his things. Could Cardone's kid have been the target? Nah, because they didn't actually whack him. Some according to what he's according to the word on the street. Uh, some big palooka, like, pistol whipped him with a shotgun. Huh. Then they took the cab he was riding in and, and skedaddled out of there. Crazy. That's pretty ballsy. Yeah, and they kept talking about this guy Lucky, this guy Lucky. They they uh they said he was pretty badly hurt. Well, Lucky, who was in here the other day, Lucky. I I don't think it's the same guy, but because I mean, Lucky vanished a couple weeks ago. I remember you guys left with him. Mm-hmm. He he was having a really bad night. You guys left with him. Haven't seen him since. Say, where's Doc? He had to go to Boston for some family thing. I thought he didn't get along with his family. Uh, one of them passed away, I think. Uh, give me, give me a moxie save on that one. Nah. <laughs> Better you than me. Oh, uh, missed it by one. Um. You do get a bonus on a Moxie save. Let's see what it is. Uh, Moxie modified by Wisdom. Yeah, my Wisdom adjustment's zero. Mm. So, uh, yeah, better you than Jimmy. <laughs> Just missed it. All right, Flo kind of like gives you a little bit of side eye, and then kind of you know continues on. She uh she runs off, grabs another carafe of coffee, fixes uh 
fixes him a coffee. And Flo, can I get a little Irish in this? Calm the nerves after the, the, the move. She, she looks around, reaches into her apron, pulls out a flask, pours you a little bit, slips it back <laughs> into her apron. Yeah, the, yeah, the tops flow. Yeah, yeah. You're good customers. You always pay your bill. Unlike that guy, Lucky, who skipped out of here. You guys left with him. He disappeared. He still owed me. He still owed me five fifty. Five fifty. Yeah, he was running a tab. Damn. Well, I'll tell you what, Flo. Because you are such a a, a valued part of the neighborhood, and I feel bad that uh, somebody who uh, may or may not be uh, gunning down mooks is, is, uh, owes you money. Here's a 10 spot. Well, thank you, honey. Now, y'all eating or what? Yeah. What time of day is it? Um, it's early, early in the morning. I'll order like an omelet and hash browns and stuff. Okay. So the usual. Yeah. All right. I'm, so. See. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm good with just just the coffee. Man, you live like Batman. <laughs> uh, okay, so she goes off. A few minutes later, she brings back, you know, your plate. You eat. It's good. All right, so Sato Voce, Voce I tell Whisperer the, uh, the deal with my encounter with, with Blackjack. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like uh, after information about the Lucky Gang as well. It's not one thing, it's another. Yeah, so just watch your back. Um, you guys are sitting there chit-chatting, talking about uh, and a guy comes in. Uh, you recognize him as kind of a roustabout from the docks. Uh, his name is Smitty. He comes in, he's looking around. Kind of, kind of looks shifty, kind of looks a little nervous. Looks around, catches your eye, and then kind of like shuffles over to you. Plops in. It's a regular Grand Central over here. Mm -hmm. Flows is the place to be, man. Just talking about our booth. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well. That's that's like your headquarters. <laughs> Alright, so like I'm going through my notes and I'm like, okay, here's the stuff about flow, knuckles and ratso, seven cryptical books. <laughs> what the hell are you doing in there? Oh, sorry. Hauser and O'Brien. Smitty Smitty's a new NPC. So go ahead and add him to your list. Like I said, Smitty. he's a roustabout down at the docks. 
And he just came down and plopped into our booth next to us. Uh, after he caught your attention, you know, caught your eye, recognized you guys, mm-hmm. sat down, you know. He's he's kind of he's kind of looks a little nervous. Okay, I'm gonna give him sort of a pointed. Can I help you look? Did you guys hear what happened? Mm-mm. Aside from me being attacked by some bondage freak. I never heard. I don't know anything about that. But check this out, guys. This is the, this is the scuttlebutt. All right. I've been trying to like go around town, talk to every wise guy I know. Though you know those two dicks. You've been reading the papers about this Lucky Gang thing. Yeah, we just read about um, they they robbed some low level scum poker game. Yeah, they look. Not only that, right? Weasel got whacked. Okay? And somebody stole... You know those two dicks that are working the case? Hauser and O'Brien? Somebody stole their car and left it over at Cardone's warehouse on the south side. I burst into laughter. You're kidding. No, so now Cardone, get this, has fucking Hauser, O'Brien, a bunch of fucking Flatfoots, and maybe a couple of G-Men. I don't know. They're kind of lurking around in the background. Big guys, black suits, trench coats. You know, I don't know these guys. All over a stolen car. Hey, apparently it had something to do with Weasel getting popped, so when they find <laughs> yeah. it over there, they just show up, start investigating. I mean they trying to like they trying to pull Ratso with a with a Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I can't say that I, I'm gonna miss Weasel. Well, nobody's yeah. gonna miss fucking Weasel, man. Nobody. He's, they call him Weasel for a fucking reason. But, uh, yeah. I think they, they hauled Ratso downtown. I don't know where Knuckles went. Knuckles is missing. And Lucky did this? That's, that's what I hear. Somebody with the Lucky gang. Apparently one of them, apparently one of them, like... Got real sick at a soda fountain downtown. Uh. And he was like slipping around. There was blood and stuff. The ambulance came and got him. And then he Man. just like disappeared right out the hospital. They should send the right out department. Right out from under O'Brien and Hauser's nose. <laughs> Fucking flat. O'Brien's pissed off. Hauser's pissed off. The mayor's pissed off. Uh, wonder if the Lucky Gang's hiring. Uh, shoot, nobody knows who the Lucky Gang are. That's the thing. They just came out of nowhere. Weird. But look, I got this word, and I know you two guys, you know, you are freelancers, mm-hmm. right? But uh, this was told to me in confidence, 
I'm telling you guys in confidence, maybe there's something you can do with it to make a buck or two. But apparently Cardone owes Schultz up in the north side some money. He's like part owner of the Blue Corner or something like that. I don't know. I don't know all the details. But with with Weasel gone, they're looking for somebody to come in and transport Schultz's cut of the money. Hmm. And I'm just thinking a couple of enterprising gentlemen such as yourself might be willing to get that job and uh, maybe kick a little finder's fee my way. Yeah, well, why wouldn't he get somebody from his own organization to do it? Especially after they whack Weasel. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, see? With the car being found over at the warehouse, right? Weasel getting popped. His guy's getting popped at the hotel. His son getting getting beat down in the street. Cardone is starting to think somebody inside the organization is af- is after his people. Like a coup or something. Whatever that means. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that means. I was kind of hoping Doc would be here to tell me what that means. Coup? Doc. No, a coup. A coup. You know, a coup. Yeah. I, it's from know. it's from the French. It's coup d'etat. It's it's when the 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 lieutenants decide that it's over for the king. So they take him out of the picture and set themselves up. Where the fuck you learn how to speak French, Jimmy? I speak Italian. It's close. Back in the old country, we all speak Italian. Yeah, you know where my And if you spoke Italian, you know my middle name is not the nose. I never said a fucking thing about your nose. Jimmy, don't, don't fucking ice me, Jimmy. I'm here trying to help you guys out. Get you a job. Get you some. Get you some income. Maybe you need to buy a gun. Maybe the lucky gang will come after you guys. I don't know. Who in uh, Cardone's organization would want to take over? Maybe it's the wife. She's a real piece of work. Mm. She 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 got almost as much power as as boss does. Hmm. Well, a lot of their income is dependent on her, right? Well, a good bit. Then you got the blue corner, and then you got the casino. The Lucky Seven. You know, and various assorted speakeasies and whatnot on on his side. On the east side, west side, whatever side he's on, I forget. I just work at the docks, man. I, I pick up big packages and put them in bigger rooms. He's the west side. Uh, he's the west. Okay, the west side. Kilroy's on the east side. That fucking mad Irishman. Yes. 
was there. Kilroy. That's right. Kilroy. And the only reason Smitty doesn't have an Irish accent is because I'm saving it for Kilroy whenever you meet him. <laughs> well, we will take a look at this. Where does one go to apply for this position? You go to the blue corner. You talk to the bartender, Sam. That's that's what I heard. I talk to Sam. Well, we will take it under advisement. But it, honestly, it does not sound like uh, those who work for Cardone have a long life expectancy. Oh, well, you know, Sam does. Well, I was talking more about oh. us. Uh, who knows? The lucky gang might... I hope you got protection. Though, Sam, I believe, was a better pitcher than bartender. Back in his days playing for the, the Gargoyles. Uh, I'm not sure who you're talking about, I'm talking about the bartender over there, Sam Ogabe. He's yeah. an African guy. I was thinking of Sam alone. Ah, yeah. Now he's over at Cheers, which is uh on the east side. <laughs> Kelly owns that. That's right. Well, well, Smitty, it's been very informative, but um, we have a long day ahead of us. Just remember, just remember, you get that job, you throw your old buddy Smitty a little bit of a finder's fee. Dave, that's what friends are for. Exactly, exactly. All right, I got to go. I got to get back to work before the foreman cat notices I'm gone. All right, go Steve some doors. Or at least sobers, sobers up enough to know that I'm gone. Smitty shambles out into the early morning. Uh, a rain begins to fall on all over the city. Uh, washing the streets and creating puddles of electric light. So, do you think this is a setup? You're muted. Sounds like it. It definitely smells very fishy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we can make it work to our advantage, though. <sighs> Maybe just spread the word and then go and stake it out and see who answers and see what happens to them. 
That's what I was thinking. Either that or we take the job and rob ourselves. I don't think we could get away with that. It seems kind of obvious. Yeah. So uh, we just let let it actually happen. Follow the, mm-hmm. the money trail and, and maybe hit the next one. Mm-hmm. Or we be the ones robbing it. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, stake it out. See, see who shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you guys get some sleep. Sleep away most of the day. Come out uh, about eight o'clock in the evening. Uh. I presume Whistler goes checks up on Doc. Doc's doing fine. And so you guys get ready to uh, head over to the blue corner. Put on your finest cheap suits. And prepare for a night out on the town. Uh, You get there. The place is jumping. Uh, you know, people are doing this secret knock to get into the speakeasy and whatnot. Uh, you get in, place is packed out. Uh, the stage is empty, you know, set, set for, you know, this like real small trio. You know, they're playing a little, you know, soft type of, type of like music. And, uh, you know, people are getting by, they're drinking. There's a couple people playing cards in the corner. You know, Sam is behind the bar doing his thing. You know, wiping glasses, pouring drinks. You know, there's uh, ladies and men circulating through the crowd, serving drinks, things like that. Is there room at the bar? Yeah, there's a couple empty bar stools. All right, let's... Let's uh, try and listen and see if anybody's uh, talking to Sam about the job opening. Uh, you guys get t- belly up to the bar. Uh, another young lady named uh, Ella shows up. And she says, uh, what can I get you boys? Uh, whiskey. Neat. And what about your big friend? Same. Be right back. She comes out. She brings you a couple of doubles. Plops them down. That'll be 75 cents. Plop down a dollar. Takes the money. Goes on. You guys are sitting there. As you're sitting there sipping your drinks, nursing them. <clears throat> you guys notice that nobody's really talking to Sam. I mean, other than they come in, they order a drink, and that's about it. Nobody's like really engaging him in conversation. 
do we know Sam? Well, I've, that would depend on how frequently you would visit the blue corner. I like music. I've been mm-hmm. to the blue corner a few times. Yeah. Sam's always there. You guys you guys know him. As being like the regular bartender. Sam. Hello. Hey. So uh word word on the street is that there's a um <clears throat> there's a job opening. You heard about that, Jimmy? Uh, I got my ear to the ground, yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Ella, I got to take a break. Come with me, gents. He leads you into a little side room. It's a little small office. It's not not the manager's office. It's kind of like Sam's office. It's just basically a table with a couple of chairs. He ushers you guys inside, closes the door, locks it, sits down. So so you guys are interested in the job, huh? Well, maybe. It sounds like a lot of people who, who have had this post before have problems. Ah, I heard about Weasel, huh? That we did. Got Got himself capped on a rooftop. Yeah, it's a shame. Why why are you going outside of the organization, though? That's what we'd like to know. You didn't hear this from me, but uh, Boss thinks if he recruits outside talent, maybe maybe they can fish out this lucky gang. Pretty much it's a crab trap. And if you take hmm. the job, you guys are the bait. So how am I being sold on doing this? <laughs> it's 300 because... simoleons. Won't do me a lot of good if I'm dead. That's why he's paying it up front. You got any other takers? Now, after what happened at the Star Hotel, nobody wants to take this. This is like money is piling up. We're talking like 25 grand cash that needs to get to Schultz as soon as possible. Or Schultz makes things difficult. He doesn't like to come down from the north side. It's a long walk. Mm. Yeah. And he's got that gout, so. You got some balls. Are you sure you don't want this job? You got balls, Jimmy. Balls (laughs) like a rhinoceros. Hey, man. Gout is gout. You ever seen a rhinoceros? I've heard of them. They got big balls, Jimmy. 
<laughs> Maybe I should change my name from La Naza to La Rhino. <sighs> I don't know about this job, man. It just sounds, it sounds like you're just asking to be shot. Well, yeah, somebody's broken the truce. Everybody's asking to be shot, really. They they're making me keep a they're making me keep a Chicago typewriter under the bar. Ugh. Just in case this lucky gang comes and tries to decide to shoot up the club. That wouldn't be that stupid, would they? Who knows? I mean, they tried to take out the sun. They shot Weasel. In the middle of the fucking day. That's true. That's pretty ballsy. Like your rhino. Exactly. I don't know. Whisper, what What do you think? Mm, too dangerous. Oh, come on, guys. Danger. Danger's y'all's middle names. Well, except for Jimmy. He's Lanaz. <laughs> but, you know, you. Whistler Danger. Why, why wouldn't you send a dummy? Send several couriers out with different routes with fake fake uh, payloads. How do you know I didn't do that already, Jimmy? Because you're trying to hire us. Yeah. <laughs> Did the lucky gang get them too? Don't know. They would be fakes, and it's not up to me to decide. But that's 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 the deal. Three hundred simoleons. You take the you take the drop to the edge of the north side. You meet up with a couple of Schultz's guys, hand them the money, and get the fuck out. Easy peasy. It's 38 blocks. You know there's a crazy man out there dressed in bondage gear who is stalking people. You saw Blackjack? Is that what they call him? <laughs> Sam pulls up his sleeve, revealing on his right arm a massive scar going down his forearm. He's like, yeah, Blackjack gave me this. He gave me this. Oh, what a cute little knot on your head, Jimmy. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't there before. I came this close to ending him, though. Had him right in my sights. And then he was gone. That's what they all say, Jimmy. That's what they all say. <laughs> well, anyway, he has shown an interest. Of course, somebody broke the truce. They're whacking guys. Crazy-like. So, is he like some... Super mob enforcer? Uh, we don't know who he is, right? Look, back in the early days, when I first came to this country, 
Boss Cardone, he gave me the job here at the Blue Corner. They had just opened up. And there was rumblings on the street that, that, that low-ranking soldiers were go, going missing. They'd go out, partying, doing a job, whatever. They'd disappear for a couple days, find them in the hospital. Beat all to hell. And then, you know, and every one of them in their pockets was always this jack of spades. So everybody started calling him Blackjack. Well, how do you know he's not the guy who's whacking you guys? Mm. That's the thing. Blackjack don't kill. Back then? Well, what's to say he kills now? I mean... Did you ever sit down with him and ask him why he does not kill? Look, Has man. he ever, like, had an interview that says this? No, you just assume he doesn't kill because he's putting mooks in jet in, 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 in the hospital. Look, this isn't one of those Zack Snyder dime novels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read that trash. Blackjack's never killed anybody. And he never uses a gun. That you know of. Did he pull a gun on you? No, he did not. And what did he do? He just asked you questions or did he just beat you up for no reason? Uh, he asked me a couple of questions and then he beat me up, yeah. That's his, that's his thing. He beats people up, he asks questions, he disappears. I think he can probably do a lot better for himself by talking to your boss's wife. I don't know. Letting a little steam off. Maybe. Maybe. But, you know, he's a wild card in this whole situation. Well, actually, he's a jack of spades. <laughs> All I'm saying Your poker is analogies this, are lost on me, Jimmy. All I'm saying is this guy leaves fucking cards. That lucky gang left a card, right? Right. It's not a very original idea. Yeah, maybe so. But regardless, we need somebody to do the job. You want the job or not, Jimmy? Put you in go good standing to... with with the boss. Let me talk to my associate. All right, I got to get back out to the bar. When you're done talking, you can sit in here and talk private. Come back to the bar when you're ready. Let me know one way or the other. What was the state of surveillance in the 20s? The state of surveillance? Yes, I want to know. Is this office bugged? Uh, no, there's no there's no radio listening devices in the twenties. I mean, if there were, they would be like like a suitcase, <laughs> fucking vacuum tubes and shit. That's true. Be a lot of cables. And yeah, like radio, oh. You know. let's, Sneak in there and bug his office. Okay. 
I'm going to need all you fellas to sit next to this really large record player. <laughs> We're with the power company. we got to <laughs> drill a hole straight through this wall, run some cable. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty obvious. Yeah, uh, would you boys please wear these leather aprons? Uh, so smile for the dirigible what if we took this job right I was thinking why and don't just, we and just deliver the money yeah just do it completely legit it would help our covers as just us being mooks you know that you can hire to do stuff right and we know for a fact we're not going to get hit by the lucky gang that's true. We're going to either get hit by the vigilante mm-hmm. or somebody or a copycat. Yeah. Either way, it it uh, it benefits us. Right. I'd say we do it. Plus 300 bucks. What the hell? Yeah. We can up our hardware game. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, but we should do it really reluctantly and nervously and frightened about yeah. being. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Hey, Sam. Yeah. What you got? Man, I... is 300 bucks really worth this? I mean, maybe. I mean, like Wiss was saying before. You can't spend three hundred bucks if you're if you're pushing daisies. That's true. It's true, but I know you guys can handle it. You're packing heat, right? Well, you kind of have to these days. Someone broke the truce, right? That's right. So you got your, you got your straps. You guys will be fine. There's only two of you, and hell. I don't know how many people are... They only say three people are in the Lucky Gang. Whistler's good enough for two of them. Maybe all three. That may be true. What about this Blackjack? Well, I mean, as long as you guys are, like, not doing anything fancy. Just walking along with with the package. Not doing anything fancy is my middle name. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know, 300 bucks does not seem like a lot in context with what we actually have to do. All right, all right. I can kick you five. That's the best I can do. 500 simoleons, man. That's a lot of, that's a lot of scratch. Up, up front, right? Up front? Up front. Mm-hmm. And, and and you say that you you may <clears throat> or may not have sent out other people with with uh, decoys. Yeah. Can I tell if he's lying on that? I don't really care, but um, just kind of want to give him a look. Yeah, give me give me a moxie. Yeah, I can't tell. 
Okay. I would if if I didn't have a three goddamn wisdom. <laughs> my moxie save blows. It is the same as my Thacko. I I I'll trust you on this, Sam. Mainly because you said I have rhinoceros balls. Excellent, excellent. Look, meet me after after the show. Sit back. Drinks on the house. Watch the show. Be entertained. After the show, I'll meet you around back and, and get you what you need. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys are sitting there. Stay at the bar. The show comes on. Uh, the, the MC comes out, gets on the mic, introduces. We have a very special treat for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our very own house singer... Billy Weekend. Billy Vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She comes on. She starts doing her song. The dance floor kind of like, you know, empties because she starts out with a ballad. Um, Give me an observation with at easy. Give me an easy observation. So add four what to is, the roll. Oh, I made two. I made it easy. Eighteen. Okay. And that that's your observation for you? Yeah. Fourteen, it makes yeah. it so. Okay. Uh, over in the corner, you see sitting at a table by herself, Mrs. Cardone. No. Um... And uh, she's sitting over there, the dance floor. There's a few couples out there slow dancing to the opening song. Uh, You see a very well-dressed gentleman cross the dance floor. Uh, He's wearing a very expensive tuxedo. He's got his hair perfect, perfectly quaffed. He's got the grease in it and whatnot and the dim lights. It shines. That's Jack Bishop. Yes. Richest man in the city. He walks over to where uh, Mrs. Cardone is and extends his hand. They seem to have like a hushed conversation and then she takes his hand and he leads her out onto the dance floor. And everybody kind of gives them a wide berth as they go to the center of the dance floor and they have a song and dance number. Oh, that's interesting. I always thought Jack Bishop was gay. Well, with adopting all those teenagers. (laughs) So the song ends and... uh, uh, Jack and, and Mrs. Cardone uh, just kind of look and she goes back to her table 
And Jack Bishop is just kind of sits there, stands there in the middle, looking cool, like iron her up. And then pretty much every available young lady and and a few young men as well uh, kind of crowd around him and usher him off the floor as the eye of this hurricane of bachelors and bachelorettes. Everybody gives one of them a rose. <laughs> He doesn't be doesn't seem to be carrying any flowers. Uh, you know, you see him wave for uh, drinks, and he just kind of like takes up his own space in the opposite corner. Uh, every once in a while, you guys notice Mrs. Cardone like look over at him. What's her her um, her attitude looking at him? Um, best way to describe it might be thirst. Huh. And then, as the, uh, this all happens, the second song plays, as the third song plays... You see another gentleman approach the table of Mrs. Cardone. Is it Batman? It is not Batman. It is Salvatore Moroni himself. Well, this night just keeps on getting more and more interesting. Huh. And in fact, Maroney sits down across from Mrs. Cardone. Then they seem to be having a discussion. Kind of animated, but not like hostile. How, how close to the uh, dance floor are they? Um, She's probably about her table. Um, well, the dance floor has kind of shifted. Once Mr. Maroney walked in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got a couple of Goombas with him. You know, who have uh, enforced the perimeter. So she's got about 10, 15 feet of empty space between the table and where people are dancing. I want to try and, and hear what they're saying. Okay. I'm going to... Uh... Well, I'm well. What I want to do is see if there's like a a woman who is not with somebody, um, and ask her to dance. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of those women are over by Jack Bishop. <laughs> He's kind of like hogging a lot of the available young young women. Jack Bishop is a freaking black hole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you you find one young lady. She's kind of sitting at a table by herself. Her friends seem to have abandoned her. She's kind of like giggling to herself. I 
Uh, <laughs> want to dance? <laughs> I'd like to say something clever, but I really can't think of anything. Um, Come on, channel channel your inner like gangster movie, you know, your inner bogey. Say, sweetheart, you want to cut some rug? A broad like you looks like they could use a little bit of a light-footedness out on the floor. What do you say we cut some rug? Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. She's definitely drunk. Why don't you say we go and uh, ha have this dance? Okay. She gets up, kind of stumbles, falls into you for a second. Oh, ho. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Sometimes you got to cut loose. Come on, let's go dance over here where there's less people. Okay. Did you know Jack Bishop was here? Yeah, I saw that. I'm kind of surprised that a, a, a tomato like you ain't over there. Along with the rest of the, the chicks in the, uh, the accretion disc. Oh. I, I prefer gangsters. Are you a gangster, Jimmy? I am not currently affiliated with any gang. That's <laughs> that's just what a gangster would say, Jimmy. And I'm sorry, what was your name? <laughs> Give me a second. Suzette. Suzette. Let us have this dance. Okay. I do have a dex of 13, so I'm not that bad. All right, give me, go ahead and give me a dex check. Oh, uh, so that's under 13? Yeah, under 13. I rolled a 9. All right, so yeah, you're you're doing all right. Uh, let's see. Oh, she's doing okay, too, for being a little drunk. She's kind of loosened up a little bit. All right, really, I just want to hear what's going on with uh with Maroney and... and Mrs. Carbone. Alright, you get over there. It's really kind of hard to hear over the music and and stuff. They're kind of talking in hushed tones, but you can tell Mrs. Cardone's smiling. Maroney is smiling. And give me an easy observation check. Oh, I failed that. Okay. Whistler! From your... I needed a 14. So. From your post at the bar, give me an easy observation check. Mm. 17. That makes it. That makes it. All right. With your keen eye, you see Maroney reach across the table and grab Cardoni's hand. Hey, now. Nani. And Jimmy, you got your hands full with Suzette at the moment because she is just kind of like, she's drunk, she's dancing all right, 
But, you know, every once in a while, she might, you know, you get a heel in your toe or something like that. Well, it's okay. I'm, I'm pro- you know, I'm looking at my charisma and I'm thinking to myself that, um, you know, had she not um, had a few, I probably would not be having this dance. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I missed my opportunity to hear what they were talking about, but I am enjoying myself. So on a scale of 3 to 18, what is your charisma? Uh, Seven. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) What is Whistler's, by the way? Oh, boy. Nine. Nine. So Whistler's an average-looking dude. And uh, Jimmy's... I might have a scar, too. Got a scar. You got a scar on your cheek. No, that's a gangster game. Scars on your cheek would be like higher charisma. Yeah, well, maybe it's not a very flattering scar. (laughs) It's like a cigarette burn. (laughs) Maybe it comes down from my eye. Maybe. Maybe a droopy eye. (laughs) But yeah, the scar kind of pulls your eye down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so that song ends the slow song ends and they pick up into a more of a Charleston-y number oh time to jitterbug yep she's like Timmy I love this song wake me up before you go go and she goes out to the middle of the dance floor and she starts jitterbugging but she obviously has Caucasian rhythm I think Jitterbug is made for Caucasian rhythm. Well, it, it's even worse. I think things like the Charleston and the Jitterbug are designed so drunk white people can dance. Not this drunk. <laughs> it, it almost looks like a Buster Keaton routine. <laughs> so... Jimmy is jitterbugging the night away. It's probably very comical. It, it is. It is hilarious. Especially I, after I, a couple of whiskeys, Whistler. Well, I am wa- kind of watching what I'm drinking at this point, though. Right. Well, you can't get dehydrated on the dance floor. Yes, but I can't be, like, wasted being a uh, a mule. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. Uh, yeah, the performance goes on. You know, a couple more dances. I don't know what you end up doing. You know, if you, like, latch on to Suzette for the rest of the evening or or what? Um, I, I, I kind of, like, off and on, but then I do let her know, you know, that I, uh, I could be found at Flo's if she needs to look me up. <laughs> Like I've never been there. Where where is that? I let her know. Okay, I, I live up on the north side, so I don't, mm. I don't come downtown much. Yeah, flows is where it's at. Especially if you if you like uh, <clears throat> members of the uh, community, so to speak. Uh, there's a lot of traffic like that in and out of flows. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. My father keeps a close eye on me. Oh, and who's your father? 
He doesn't seem to be around right now. Alexander Dupree. Does that name ring a bell? Uh, yeah, that's the second richest man in the city. Of Dupree Chemical. Interesting. Not gonna lie, uh, Jimmy has like little flashes of of <laughs> dollar signs of sitting by the pool, <laughs> <laughs> sipping drinks with umbrellas in them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so Billy Weekend takes a takes a break, like an intermission. Uh, you guys are sitting there. The band strikes up another another song, and you feel uh, a tap on your shoulder. Jimmy. I look up. Uh, you look up, and it's Jack Bishop is standing there. And he's like, Miss Dupree. It's a surprise seeing you here. Oh, oh Jack. Like, this is my friend Jimmy. Mr. Bishop? He reaches out, shakes your hand. He has a very firm handshake. I feel his hands. Are they? Has he worked a day in his life? Um, not like manual labor, but you you have a feeling that uh, given by his tan, and and he's got some calluses that he he, he probably does like goes on safari and shit like that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a tan line that. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you said your name was Jimmy. Figaro. Jimmy Figaro. Pleased to meet you, Jimmy Figaro. It's nice to meet you. Uh, what li- what line of work are you in? Acquisitions. Ah. Any any interesting acquisitions lately? No, not really. It's kind of a um, a slow time. It'll pick up once the weather once once the weather gets a little bit nicer. Mm, yes, yes. Well, if you don't mind, I I need to borrow Miss du, Dupree. Uh, her father would be worried sick if he knew that she was frequenting this particular establishment. Oh, I'm so sorry that our establishment makes <clears throat> your uh, peers sick. Good day. I, I prefer this place myself. It reminds me it reminds me of a club in Shanghai I went to a few times. It's very nice. Have you ever been to Shanghai, Mr. Figaro? I, I'm sorry, uh... Mr. Bishop, does it look like I've been to Shanghai? Oh, I was just asking. Surely somebody, someone as in, into acquisitions as you are, would uh, have traveled outside of the city, the United States even. I didn't say what part of the, the supply chain of acquisitions I was actually Ah, involved. I see, I see. 
I, I, I understand. Um, I've had some dealings with acquisitions myself. And yes, it, it can be a very time-consuming occupation. And it's good to blow off some steam, don't you think? Yes. Yes, it is. I, I enjoy uh, Miss Weekend's work. Yes, she is fantastic, isn't she? I was thinking about opening a club of my own. Really? Wouldn't that sully your reputation as a law-abiding citizen? Yes, uh, I've been I've been lobbying Congress to get rid of that dreadful amendment. I mean, obviously, everyone here is having such a great time. And you catch him like... And, and you get the feeling as he's talking to you that he's not really talking to you. Uh, because he's interested in you, you get the feeling he's talking to you because he's doing the exact same thing you're doing. Trying to get out of this conversation? No, he's he's, <laughs> he's placed himself he's placed himself near where you guys are, and you guys have been kind of like orbiting around Cardone and Maroney's table. Do I notice that he's looking over there? It's very subtle. It's all... You might be able to misinterpret it as, you know, he sees, you know, upper crust people and, you know, he'd like to get over to them, but he's, he's engaging in pleasantries at the moment. Um, and then he kind of abruptly, Miss Dupree, uh, my car is waiting outside. I can offer you a ride home so we do not upset your father. Well, uh, Suzette, the next time you are in, in the area, please feel free to look me up. Okay, Jimmy. Mr. Bishop. Enjoy the evening. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, Jimmy Figaro. I look forward to meeting you again at some point. Well, as we travel in completely different circles, I don't see that happen. Uh, as he's walking her toward the door, he kind of looks over his shoulder and goes, You'd be surprised. And exit only, Jack Bishop. If only I had muscle memory <laughs> of, of every hand that's ever punched me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh that's Jack Bishop for the evening. Um show ends. Sam looks at you guys at the bar, motions you back toward the 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 back office or the where they bring in the liquor and stuff anyway. Uh, once you guys get in there, he looks around, makes sure nobody else is in the room, reaches behind a crate of rum, and pulls out a leather valise. And, an, and 
reaches inside, pulls out an envelope, says, here you go, 500, just like we agreed, and just deliver this to uh, 1316 Jefferson Street. There's no uh, code to, to knock on the door or anything like that? That bag is all the code you need. Alright. Alright, so how are you guys accomplishing this uh, 38 block trek? You're, you're muted, Matt. I say we just beeline it. Can you want to get, get a cab? Yeah, we could. That'd probably be the quickest way. Okay. It's the straightest route. Okay. You go outside. Uh, you guys see off in the distance Jack Bishop's big black Cadillac leaving. Um couple of a couple of other big cars one of the one car you recognize from the bank as mrs cardone's car is parked out front and then there's another expensive sedan uh you rave your hand to get a cab unless you want to steal that sedan no all right <laughs> That's Maroney's car, by the way. Yeah. Um, cab pulls up to the curb. Where to? Uh, give him the address. Let's give him a, an address close to that address. Yeah, like a couple houses now, maybe. All right. Kind of busy out tonight. Uh-huh. Lots of traffic. Lots of big mm. cars over here, too. Well, the singer's very good. That's that's what I heard. I wish I made enough money to go into that club. So what kind of work you gents do? Little of this, little of that. Uh, I got you. I got you. Hey, y'all heard anything about that Lucky Gang? There are, I hear about it on the radio news. I couldn't say I've heard anything. Wow, you don't get out much. It's like all they've been talking about. Oh, Lucky I, Gang, I, Lucky the radio, Gang. The radio's just Russian propaganda. What the Russians got to do with anything? It's just propaganda. Aren't they aren't they in the middle of a revolution or something right now? I think the revolution happened. I don't know. I don't get to the theater as much. I think they might recycle newsreels on occasion. Because of the Russian propaganda. Ah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> just 
had like this flash that it's we're Farford and the Gray Mauser in the tw- in the twenties. <laughs> Play it however you want, man. It's fine with me. You guys drive through the city. The cabbie just kind of incessantly talks about everything. He, he talks about the about the the, the football and the, and the whatever the team is. I don't know this. The city buffaloes. I don't know. He he arrives at the destination you guys give him. The rain's starting to come down a little bit harder. Hey. Did we check the suitcase? No. Uh, you can retcon it and check it while you're in the car. Okay. Just want to make sure what is supposed to be in there is in there. Yeah, it's a big pile of cash. You guys right. did not get the, the dummy bag. Uh, pull. He pulls up. He's like, here you are. That'll be uh, that'll be a buck. I give him two. Ah, thanks for the tip. Now you can go to that club. Yeah. What's the secret knock? Do you know? It changes every day. Oh, well, how am I supposed to find out? Do you know? I give him a a secret knock. Okay, I'll try it. Uh, you gents have a nice night. Mm-hmm. Good night. Stay dry. <laughs> so now you guys are standing out in the rain. How far away did you give him the address? Just a building or two down. Okay. Enough to give us a little bit of a walk up. A couple of blocks, I guess. All right, you walk up to the door. Just want to make sure that we're not followed. Okay, Uh, give me observation saves. I made it a 20, a natural 20. Yay! Fail. Uh, As far as you can tell, Jimmy, there's nobody following you. You guys like... Took a. It was pretty much a direct course with the cab, and didn't notice any tails or anything along the way. And it doesn't look like there's anybody out right now because it is. It is now pouring. Well, I'm not worried about the lucky gang, but I am worried about blackjack. Mm. Well, you don't see any signs of blackjack. Which could be a good thing or a bad thing. Alright, so, uh... Who is it? Valise. Delivery. Door opens up. It's got, still got the chain on it. See an eye peeking through the door. Raise the suitcase. All right, hang on. Here, the chain come off. Get in here. Uh, you go in. It's a, it's a dimly lit room. Small house, like a semi-detached. 
got a legion to the main sitting room. There's about six guys sitting around playing poker. Uh, looks like they got some flasks out on the table and they all look up at you. Uh, there's there's obvious guns sitting there. The guy that answers the door, he falls in behind you. He's got a Tommy gun. Just kind of like gripping it by the stock. You know, they all look at you and like, who are you guys? Where's Weasel? Weasel's no longer with us, I, from what I understand. Yeah, man, did you hear about that? Weasel got capped. Nah, I didn't hear mm. anything about that. It was all, it was in the evening paper, man. Mm-hmm. Some crazy, the Who's lucky this? gang got him. Y'all didn't have any problem with the Lucky Gang on the way in, did you? Not in our cab. No, I guess we were just lucky. Took a cab. Smart move, smart move. And judging by the state of your clothing, you guys got out a couple blocks or so up, huh? Yep. Make sure we weren't followed. You're smart. You're smart guys. I like that. I like that. Um, Yeah, so here's the money. Um. Yeah, just put it on the put it on the chair right there. Put it on the chair. Uh, the guy with the Tommy gun crosses over behind you. Opens up the bag. Kind of rifles through it a little bit. Looks like it's all there, Mister Schultz. Good, good, excellent. Ah. Uh, well, you guys want to play a hand? It's pouring out there. Nah. I got, I got some drinks. I got cards. You know, well, you can head back out if you want. It's your choice. No thanks. Yeah, no thank you. Tell, uh, tell old Cardone I said hi, and mm-hmm. I appreciate the payment. That we will, Mister Schultz, Herr Schultz. <laughs> Javol. Javol, Herschels. I'll say have a good day in German as we leave. And he responds. Since I don't speak German. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> and strudel to you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys go back out. You delivered the money. No problem. So we got five hundred dollars, huh? You got five hundred dollars, so that's two hundred and fifty more experience points. Uh hundred and fifty for completing this job. And uh yeah, I guess we can leave it right there for now. hundred and fifty each or uh hundred and fifty XP from the money divided amongst the two of you and then hundred and fifty for the job. Okay, so three hundred? Yep. Nice. We got a total of 300 experience for that. Well, you guys get uh, a, you get 150 and then you split another 150. Uh, yeah, that's... So we got 150 and then 75. So 225. Okay. Yeah. 
And then you guys walk out into the rain back to make your way back to flows, I guess. So we should have 430 experience points. Well, as of right now. Right. Well, I'm just keeping track. And then another 250 a piece. Plus, you, you, we each get... Um, sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, like, stingy or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we each get... God damn it. Uh, it's like 66. Wait, is that right? Yeah, $66 from the from the um, job last week. Cool. And two. All right. So anyway, yeah. Just for... For the bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, keep 30 luck points. And we'll do this again. And maybe fight my version of Batman. <laughs> <laughs>